What's up, everybody? This is From the Grave to Grace podcast, where we will be digging into the Bible and looking at building our relationship with Christ. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, uh, what's up? This is From the Grave to Grace. Um, and as I promised you guys last week, I am going to be going through my testimony. I was planning on waiting until tomorrow on Wednesday to actually do this, but um, I figure what better time than right now, especially since I have to be home anyway, because my daughter is sick. Um, and so I stayed home, so my wife didn't have to with her. Uh, so if you guys will keep her in your prayer. Um so, like I said, I'm going to go through my testimony just to kind of give you guys an idea of who I am and maybe some of how my uh, my raising was. But not just that, I um, would like to go through and give you guys just an idea of, you know, my coming to Christ and things like that and where some, some things were even confusing coming up uh, with that. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Um so I was raised in Southeast Georgia. Um, I've been here most all my life. I was actually born on a on a base that's right here near where I stay at now. Um, and I um, had a pretty good childhood back then. Obviously, we could go all over the place and ride our bike all over town or walk all over town. And whenever the street light comes on, we better be back at the house. Nowadays, is a whole lot different than that. Um, but in that i uh was raised going to church um a lot of times it might not have been because of my parents as much as it was because of the fact that um there were some older people that knew my grandparents that would come and pick me up and take me to church um and so that actually starts off where my story comes into with church um coming up i got to about 10 years old and i was going to the uh, First Baptist Church here in Glenville. Um, And I remember that there was a message that was being preached and it was basically talking about going to heaven and going to hell. And in the midst of that, obviously it was, you know, for people to walk down and say a prayer and be saved. And, you know, the thing that everybody just does and believes to be the the fullness of being saved. and at 10 years old, I remember hearing that message and it scared me to death. Uh, it scared me so much so that I felt like that was my time to come to life uh, through Christ. And so at 10 years old, I walked down the aisle. I said a prayer and I was saved because, you know, that's how that goes, right? Well, obviously, we all know that that's not exactly how it goes. Um, because I walked down an aisle and I said a prayer for fear of hell, not for a relationship with Christ, not so that he could show me who he was, not any of that, but simply an escape route to get out of hell. And, you know, I went on for the next six years believing that I was saved and that I thought that I was hell bound, you know, I. I did what I was supposed to do. I went to Sunday school and I went to church and and um, I, I tried to be, you know, the best kid that I could be for my parents and things like that, which 
didn't really happen because, well, I was a boy and, you know, we have a tendency of being, as they say, hell on wheels. Um, but for the next six years, again, I, I believe that I was just saved and that I was heaven bound. And a lot of Christians are the same. They go on believing that because they said a prayer and they walked down, even though nothing changed, that they're going to heaven. But in the end, there's going to be a very rude awakening. It's, it's going to be one of those things. And it's going to be like it says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, where people are talking about how that they did many things and they prophesied in Jesus's name and they drove out demons and they did this and they did that. And, you know, the same things that we will say that, well, I was at church every Sunday and I tithed and I did this and I did that and I prayed for people and all this. But in the end, the truth is that Jesus will tell us, depart from me. I never knew you because it's not about a prayer. It's about a relationship. When that revelation actually hit me, I was actually at a youth lock-in. It was September 8th of 2006. It was a Friday evening. We were doing a a youth lock-in. We were going to stay Friday night at the church and, you know, play some games, have some food. We had sleeping bags and everybody was going to have a good time, do some music and all that. And I remember it was at the First Baptist Church in Ludowisi. And man, the song that was a good one in that time was praise you in this storm from casting crowns and it was actually one of my favorite songs but in the moment i didn't even notice that it was playing at least not most of it you know i remember clearly that 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 song was playing but i don't really remember it because during that time while all my friends were up being joyful and dancing i had an overwhelming and unexplainable feeling that that came over me and I sat and cried while all my friends around me were praising and and being joyful and happy and and uh, like I said I just sat there and all I could do was cry it was very confusing to me because you know I was saved I had already walked down I had already said a prayer so what is this feeling why why do I feel like God you're calling me to be saved I'm already saved and at that moment it hit me that I, I wasn't truly saved. I didn't actually have a relationship with Christ. And I remember one of the older the older people that were in there, he was a couple years older than me. Uh, he kind of helped with leading with the youth and stuff. His name was Ridge, and he came over to me, and he saw me, and he started praying with me, and, and I prayed along with him. And at that time, I could feel the presence of God. I could feel Jesus at that moment changing me I could feel that he was actually residing in my heart and it never felt better it was the best feeling in the world and at that moment I was truly saved and I knew it now fast forward a couple years um, I had fallen off of doing what I was supposed to do just as many people whether it's Christian or not Christian do I ended up falling away from where God wanted me to be and I was hanging out with the people that I shouldn't have been. I knew it. And so did God. And I got caught up in some illegal activities and I went to jail. I spent seven months in jail for being young and stupid. Something that I could have avoided. But I didn't. 
I was doing it because I was lost in my sin. And it cost me time in more ways than one. It obviously cost me time in jail. It, it even cost me time after because I got put on probation um, and things like that. But even through that time that I was in jail, God brought me back to him. He had a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. At that time that I was that I was incarcerated, I actually had a desire to read my Bible. And I studied and I strengthened my relationship with him. I ran from God and I wasn't doing as God commanded me to do. I wasn't living as he commanded me to live. So he brought me back to him just as he did Jonah. Where Jonah was not following God's command that he gave him. He was running from God. He ended up in the belly of a big fish the same way that I ended up in jail. Because though I knew right, I was doing wrong and I was running. Well, later in life, around about 2015 or 2016 or so, um, I was working at Coca-Cola in Statesboro. And I felt that God was calling me to evangelize. I felt like he was just calling me to bring others to Christ and go out and try to, you know, just basically help people find the way to God. Well, because I felt that way and I didn't know anything about evangelism, I prayed and I said, God, if this is what you want me to do, I'm willing and able. But if that's what you want me to do, I'm going to need some training. I'm going to need someone to show me what to do or how to do. Well, um, a coworker of mine actually threw his back out and, well, lo and behold, he actually was a street evangelist. That's what he did on his free time is he went out and evangelized at the college and, and went out and did it on the street corners and things like that to try to you know preach the message of God so that he could help bring people to Christ. And I had to work side by side with him because he hurt himself for over two weeks. You know, I was able to kind of participate with him. I was also able to talk to him and kind of pick his brain to figure out different strategies and techniques and ways to talk to people. And to be able to bring up those things that were pertaining to Christ and a relationship with Him. And God gave me that way through Him for what He desired me to do. And shortly after that, I actually felt that maybe He was calling me to do more. Maybe to to preach or to minister or whatever the case was. So again, I turned to Him and I prayed and I said, God, please help me to find a way to gain more knowledge if that's what you're calling me to. Well, within about a week, I had personally received some news that in our area, the WMU, which is the Women's Ministry, um, they uh, were offering a one-year scholarship to go to Guido Bible College in Metter, Georgia. Well, the door presented itself, and I knew that it was nothing more than God answering my request, so I applied for it. And at this time, I was driving a truck with Claxton Poultry, And I was on a shift that actually wouldn't permit me to even go to school. So, again, while I was waiting on this application stuff to apply for the scholarship, I prayed and I said, God, if that's what you want me to do, that's that's fine. But even if I'm even if I was to get it and I'm on this schedule that I work, I won't be able to actually do it. So my schedule will have to change. Well, a few days later, he answered the prayer about my schedule because Someone ended up uh, leaving, and whenever they did, I got put into a position that would offer my schedule 
to be able to go to college for it. Well, then I found out a couple of weeks later that I actually was awarded this scholarship. Not only was I awarded the scholarship, but I was the absolute only person that even applied for it. Well, I went through a lot um, during that time while I was in my first semester of it, actually, um, where me and my ex-wife had uh, gone through some pretty rough times and um, through some adultery that was happening on her part. I decided to step down from church and step away from from that, and it... uh, it definitely was heartbreaking to start doing it and start going in where God wanted me to be and then from there to have to give it up. But I trusted God. I went ahead and I stepped down from, from being able to go to college. And when I stepped down, I went in to uh, trying to, you know, participate in my church more and things like that because of the things that were going on with my marriage and we were going through a divorce and things like that. Well, a couple years later, I actually ended up at a church um, where I actually ended up getting to participate with being on staff. And God answered it. God brought me to be able to learn that knowledge, even if it wasn't just through the college, because I had to preach. I had to do those things. I actually was on staff. I had to learn and things like that. And though things did not work out in the end in that church, God was still with me to the point to where now God has brought me and my family to a church to where we feel that we are gaining a lot more biblical knowledge. We're um, we're at a place where we feel comfortable. We're at a place where God is working through us to the point to where we went for years without even opening and cracking our Bible. So now every night, me and my wife desire to read together. And we do devotions together and we our relationships growing not just with each other but with God. And so in the end, God still wins and God is still good. So again, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of insight of my testimony as as to how I came to Christ and how uh, my calling that I feel as if it is it's an undeniable calling that was on my life. And so because of the fact that things happened the way that they did, I decided instead of, you know, instead of for right now, while I'm going through this time of trying to, you know, gain my relationship with him, but I can also use this avenue as a tool to be able to minister to others. So I hope that you guys will stick with it and you'll keep listening. And um, I hope that in some way my testimony was able to kind of give you some insight as to who I am but also maybe even to be able to help you through some things that maybe you had that were similar through mine to be able to see that regardless of the wrong that you may go through, God is there and God is going to be on your side. That no matter how much bad goes on in your life, God is still good. And as long as you turn to Him and you're willing and able for Him to work through you, He will. So again, um, I hope you guys uh, you know, were able to take a little bit out of that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray before I end this episode. And then um, I know that the next one, Tim, will be on. He is actually going to be giving his testimony as well. Um, And he mentioned something about maybe even adding a little bit to it. So, um, again, you guys have a good day. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then I'm going to end this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the things that we go through. We thank you for the things that we 
that we can see you working in our lives, dear Lord. I pray that you will please just anybody who's hearing this, that you will touch them and you'll let them know that you're there and let them know that you're you're working in them and that they too are a part of your process and a part of your grand purpose, that they have a purpose in you. Dear Lord, I pray that you will please just anything that anybody's going through, whatever it may be, that you'll help them get through that just as you always do. I pray that you will please just help us to get through the rest of this week and help us to be um, as loyal as we can to you. Help us to keep our eyes on you that regardless of our situation, we know that you'll get us through it, dear Lord. I pray that you will please just, again, bring us back together uh, next week. Um, And we pray that you will be able to use this as an avenue to greater your kingdom, dear Lord. We praise you in the storm and we praise you in everything that we do, dear Lord. It is in your name that we do pray. Amen.